That's crazy. That's crazy. All right, but hey, it is what it is. It is mm-hmm. not going to be what it's not going to be. Uh, <laughs> Peace Code Keepers, we got Minister Zumbi in the house. Uh, my 1911 other brother, T. Copeland in the house, Tahid. Uh, <sighs> we have to deal with this unity issue, man. Mm-hmm. You know, today is the first day of uh, the Kwanzaa celebration and this unity, Umoja unity, to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, and race. But Yo, that concept of unity is challenging. It's real challenging. It has a lot of stuff we got to deal with. So uh, in this episode, I know I'm doing the intro for you, Minister. <laughs> in this episode, we're going to deal with unity, y'all, and we're going to deal with some other stuff as well. Like I said, like the Honorable Elijah Muhammad said, do for self or suffer the consequences. How the hell do you make the CIA boy the hero when we know what the history has been between the CIA and Africa? Only when the father makes his trans uh, makes his transition to the ancestral realm of the Agungun does the son truly become a man. Peace code keepers, man, man. It's time to deal with that concept of unity and Zumbi. Tahed, you know we got some uh, some comments that I wanted to start with, man. You know, one was from Super Micah J. Yeah, wasn't the creator of Kwanzaa an FBI informant? Just saying, just saying. Okay. Uh, yeah, we'll deal with that. I know that you have some information on that, Zumbi. Uh, mm. Tonight, however, we're really going to be dealing with the concept of unity. You know, okay. as I said before, on the first day, it's unity. Strive for and maintain unity in the family, <laughs> community, nation, and race. But a lot of us think that means the entirety of everybody got to be on one accord. Like, we all got to believe the same thing. We all got to be doing the same thing. We all got to embrace the same traditions. And <sighs> salute to Jay Elegant. What we're going to chat with about tonight is unity isn't necessarily a lot of people unity is a group that's working in their own code it doesn't have to be a lot of people you know uh when we go back to that jay-z um that jay-z battle he was doing with nas and he was like we don't believe you we need more people i think a lot of people believe that unity is a lot of folk Unity is not always a lot of folk. And so because people think unity is a lot of folk, we don't get as much done as we could get done. Mm -hmm. And that's the, that's the myth (coughs) of unity is we got to get everybody on board. Mm -hmm. Now, now minister Zumbi, I want to go back to that comment, man. Uh, Wasn't a creative Kwanzaa and FBI informant. I have my position, but what's your receipt on that? What's your receipt? Well, let's uh, let me put my Steve Coakley hat on. Uh, we do know that Dr. Malana Karinga, at the time known as Ron Karinga, uh, was a known police informant. We do know that. We also know that he participated in the torture of two black women in a basement. We we do know that. Uh, there has been 
research and documentation saying they played a role in the assassination of former Black Panthers, uh, Bunchy Carter and John Huggins. There has also been, I guess you would say contempt from certain people. I know Dr. Clark has, has spoken uh, of his contempt for Karinga and his disrespect for, uh, for things comedic, okay? Even though he wrote, uh, I think it was called the Hosea. Okay, right. so 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 people need to know the background of of individuals, you know, before we start, you know, crowning or deifying them. Because, and this is the problem with unity. And like I was mentioning before, back in the green room, for those of you who will have a chance to go on YouTube there's an interview that was done on KJLH in LA uh, done by Carl Nelson. And it's an interview with Karinga and our ancestor brother, Steve Coakley. And it was a very interesting exchange that there were some things revealed. One of the things that Coakley said to Karinga is like, look, if we want to talk about unity, then, then there's, There's certain things, things that, that have, have to be put, put on, the, on table. the table. Right, right. Okay. Okay. So, so for me, me if, if you did the tone, tone for, for what, what you, you did in that basement, how, how could, could you write, write the mission statement for the first first man in March? March? Yeah, you know, this, this conversation between Steve Coakley and Dr. Karinga is interesting. Know, the rich black people or whatever, we need somebody that could bridge all of us together. We're not even talking about religion. We're just saying bridges together, make something, a commonality between us. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I see exactly what you're saying, Brother Coakley. So that's the conversation that, uh, you know, Minister Zumbi was chatting about. You can look that up on YouTube. Coakley and Karinga on KJLH mm -hmm. and that's when people found out that um, you know Dr. Karinga was a uh, informant that's mm -hmm. when people found out about some of the challenges he had and the uh, stuff he did with those women in the basement back in the day it, it popped out on this one. Oh, we, mm -hmm. I'm hearing echoes I'm hearing echoes so uh, Minister Zumbi, why is this an important conversation? The, 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 reason, the reason why this is an important, important conversation, conversation is, is there, there needs, needs to, to be, be unity built, built on, on principle, principle regardless, regardless of whether spiritual, spiritual or cultural, cultural school of thought. thought. Okay. okay. All, All of us agree, agree that there, that there must, must be, be a, principle a principle foundation for our, for our unity. unity. So, so case, case in point, point there, was there was an agreement, agreement among, amongst black, black leadership, leadership which, which included Ms. Farrakhan, that, that if, if anything, anything jumped off, off 
nothing, nothing would be said to the press, press without, without prior, prior conversation among, among themselves. themselves. You know what, Zumbi? I'm going to stop you for just a second, man. Okay, We're okay. getting a lot of statements that there's a lot of echoes. So, uh, Zumbi, come back on in. Come on back in, all right? I want you to come on back in, all right? Yo, so, Tahid, man. Yeah. yeah. I know that you and I have been in circles where people say, hey, we need to have unity. We got to have unity. You know, you know, we'll fix all our problems if we have unity, you know? <laughs> When we all get to heaven, you know, that type of stuff. Um, And that's what I wanted to deal with. And, hey, let us know in the chat if the echo is still there. You know, if the echo is still there in the chat, give us a a one to let us know that it's still there. All right? If we don't see the ones, we know that everything's better now. But that's the issue. We all think, I mean, too many of us believe we have to be on one accord. And because we're not on one accord, now we're battling with each other. So, you know, the MST brothers and sisters are coming at folk and saying that y'all stupid, you know, y'all think y'all crayon color, all the things that they kick, right? Our Hebrew Israelite brothers and sisters are coming at us saying, y'all ain't reading the book, y'all ain't on code, you know, our Christian brothers and sisters are saying that, you know, you know, you totally out of, out of the kingdom, you're not working in the kingdom, what you're doing is of the devil. You know, our Islamic brothers and sisters, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, are just saying that we not, you know, you're not following the book. You know, you're doing things the wrong way. And those of us who are conscious raising were always, were always battling against somebody. Mm-hmm. You know, we're always battling against somebody. And so when we talk about unity, I believe. And I use, you know, the Nguzi Saba principle is unity to strive for and maintain unity in the family, community, nation, race. We start off with our families. Right, right. All right. Then we might go to the outside, to the community, the conscious community, you know, whatever community you're involved in, the uh, Islamic community, Christian community, the Morris Science Temple community, the uh, Nubian Morris community. You know, <laughs> the melanated community, you know, whatever. Com- then we can start dealing with the nation. And but I don't think we started off in the family with any really great sense of unity yet. I agree. I agree. I, I think I think we're talking, we're talking about, about unity. Unity is it's, it's it's more, more of, of, of trying to find, to find that, that thing, thing that, that these, these different, different groups, the Muslims, Muslims the Jews, the Jews uh, uh, Hebrew, Hebrew. What is what that is that thing that, that we all have having? Obviously, obviously, it's religious, religion, but at the end, they have the same thing. thing. Like, you like you said, said we can we can find a more more or even or even just that has has the need to unite, to unite all different type type of groups so that so that one become commonality. Now what now that, what that is is. Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I can think of several, several things, but, but at the end of the day, day is, is, is power. power. Particularly the cap- capitalism. Do you still hear the echo? 
Yeah, yeah, I, I heard, heard it before it. Before it. And now, and I'm, now hearing I'm hearing it again. You're hearing it again. Mm-hmm. It might be me. All right, brother. Well, I'll, I'll let you continue, and I'm going to try to get myself fixed in. Okay. Okay. So, 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 going, so going back, back to, to what I was discussing, discussing earlier about, about black, black leadership saying they will they not, not say, say anything in the press, press uh, until, until they had they discussed, discussed the issue, issue amongst, amongst one, one another. another. Okay. okay. Then, then came... came Khalid, Khalid Muhammad, Muhammad and the King, King College, College speech, which, which really, really put, a, put test a test to that, that agreement, agreement that was that made. was made. And, and so, so, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I thought. thought. So, so, so what's, so what's happening, happening is if, if we're, we're still, still Talking, talking about, about unity, unity, I think, I think one, one of the first, first questions, questions we must, we must ask, ask, do we, do all, we all have the same end game? End game? Because if, if you don't, don't have the same end game, end game can, can you, you truly have, have unity? unity on, on top, top of a lack, a lack of, of a principle foundation that, that is universal that, that cuts, cuts across all ideologies and schools, and schools of, thought. of thought. You know what, brother? Um, I, I'm still hearing the echo. It must be. I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is. So let's do this. We're all going to get off and come right back on. Okay, okay. We're all going to get off and come right back on. All right, so click off and come right back on. All right, all right. He has a window open. Yes, sir. Okay. All right. I don't know, bro. I don't know. But hey, at this point, let's keep going. Uh, right. I... <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, the whole thing, man, is we yeah. can we deal with each other? Can we deal with each other without having to be totally on the same accord? Well. One of the one of the examples I think I, we can give. Let's go back to Malcolm's Ballad of the Bullet speech. Okay. In the fir- in the first few minutes of there, he says, "Look, I'm a Muslim. Okay, that's my spiritual foundation. But that goes in the closet because that's between me and Allah." This gospel of black nationalism says that we must have total ownership and control of the social, political, economic, and cultural aspects of our communities, which I think everybody could agree upon, okay? Because you had to build a big enough plebiscite 
for everybody to come and get a plate. Okay. That's what he was attempting to do with his gospel of black nationalism. What are the common denominators that we can all agree on? Can we all agree about, say, food sovereignty? Can we all agree about providing safety and security for, um, for our elders, for our children, for our women? Okay, what things that are universal we can all agree upon that that are needed uh, in our respective villages. So I think if you start there, but again, it still goes back to principle. Okay, unity has to be based on a principle and not a photo op. And I think what I've seen over the years is there have been too many photo op unity moments, but there really has been very few uh, unity that's based on principle. Now, I will give an example of what I think has been unity based on principle. If you go back into the 60s, when you had all these African revolutions, you had leaders like Bimbala and Nasser and Krumah, uh, Patrice Lumumba, Inyere, etc., And there was kind of a pact that they made. They said, look, if anything happens to us, we take care of the other's family. That came to the test with the assassination of Patrice Lumumba. So his wife and children got smuggled out of the Congo because Mobutu had just taken over. Got smuggled up to Egypt. And Gamal Nasser, what he did was he married uh, Lumumba's widow in name only. In name only. But just so that they can have the safety and security of being able for the widow to raise their children without the fear of a potential assassination. So... When I'm thinking about unity in the 21st century and and trying to unite all these different groups, just just trying to unite the what they call, I think they call it the foundational black Americans, the people that grew up here versus the Africans that have immigrated here, trying to unite those two groups is I don't I'm trying to figure out like how would we be able to actually do it because um it seems like the divide is 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 so deep and mm-hmm. I mean we will we do find you know those exceptions to the rule but I think in general when we when we're looking at uh particularly people with uh permanent suntans that's <laughs> <laughs> that's going across the board um mm. from, from yellow from yellow to, to to chocolate and i'm talking about you know that whole idea of 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 power and ownership and control of the community that somebody who can articulate that to those very different groups would be able to 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 possibly try to you know i guess start the process of unification but it's 
that like they say the devil's in the detail we, we have the pure idea we have that one idea and i think like you were saying uh minister everybody wants to have control and ownership over their communities but the question is once we start getting into that process it's it's like the ego of these groups or these, these the personalities of these groups always seems to overrule that 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 pure idea and, and the next thing you know we have chaos again you know that, that's that's kind of interesting bro um i don't think that we need to come at it from a leadership messianic you know approach where we need to have somebody to come and pull these groups together and unify them i say let the NOI do the best job that the NOI can do in cleaning up our communities. Let the Christian church do the best church work it can do in cleaning up the communities. Let the MST and the Hebrew Israelites and the Conscious Brothers, the brothers involved in the study of Kemet, the brothers involved in Ephah, you know, brothers and sisters. I meant didn't say, I didn't mean to leave the sisters out. Hmm. Let everybody involved in those different communities work on making those communities as beautiful and beneficial as we can. Mm. But those communities overlap. So at some point, either it's one person or a group of people has to step out and talk to all these, these groups and to unite all these groups at some point. Yeah. You're going to be doing your own individual things, but these groups are not monoliths. It's like, you have a community of, of 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 Ethiopians right in DeKalb County, right next to foundational Black Americans, right? You have the Muslims, you have the Christians. I take it all the way back to the Crusades where you had Christians, Muslims, and Jews living peacefully in the Middle East, right? The When the Muslims were controlling the area. But there still was always a unifying group or a person. I don't want to call it a messiah, but there always historically has to be that leader that's going to come out at first. I think well, that's the problem. I think we're looking for a leader and we should it, look towards the code. Well, here, here's here's one way to establish the code. A person, a person has to establish the code. A group of people have to establish the code. Right. We can't just talk about it. Somebody has to actually go out there and talk to all these different groups of people. Right to help them understand what the code even is. I, okay, see, that's, okay. Go ahead, Zumbi. Then I'll come back. Then I'll come. Okay, back. so and and I, I know I'm using history, but I, I'm looking at examples of how unification was done. And you know, I hate to use this example, but let's look at organized crime. Mm-hmm. Okay, before <laughs> yeah, you, you know, let let's let's call a spade that's a spade. A great example. Okay, before those those new jacks, I'm talking about Luciano and Lansky and all the rest of them. The old heads who came over from Italy and Sicily did things that cost them money. They were in a lot of bloody wars that really didn't do anything. So it was Luciano who says, look, we need to not just unify, but organize ourselves. Okay, organize ourselves to where we can be on one accord. What do we all want to do? We all want to make money. Right. And we all understand that war is bad for business. 
And they all understood that their enemy was who? U.S. Attorney General, State Attorney General, anybody from law enforcement was considered the enemy. All right. So just based on those concepts, they were able to come to the round table of power and, you know, developing this code of conduct to where, okay, if somebody wants to make a hit, you got to you got to come before the council first to get permission. Right, right, right. Right, right, right. You know, so and and then there were other things that went on. So you had the five families. But before before you continue, before you okay. continue, the five families, did they allow anybody who wasn't working in excellence? Did they allow, you know, Johnny on the corner to come sit down with the five families? No. No. You had to be working on a high level before you could even be considered to sit down with you know be a part of the coalition if you will okay so 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 you, so you had those five yeah so you had those five families on top of families who may have been in the tri-state area families who were upstate new york other parts of the country they all came together and eventually formed what became known as the commission mm-hmm. okay so they pulled themselves together, pulled their resources together, and when they when they organized themselves, they were able to minimize bloodshed. They were able to prosper. I mean, look at how much the mob made during prohibition because of their organization and their unity based on certain, you know, certain dynamics. But I also want to interject this point again Mm. you had to be operating at the top of your game right no yeah you had to be operating at the top of your game they didn't let nations when we talk about the mafia and we talk about how the hierarchy is set up in the mafia it's similar to to when we talk about feudalism or when we talk about um the 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 hierarchy that was established once the, the the colonists came to america yeah, you you got the people at the top, right? The kings, the lords, the the mob boss, whatever you want to call them. Then you got the knights, you got the you got the hitman, you got the trigger man. You, then you got the serfs, you got the people on the bottom, the, the poor people that do that do the grunt work, right? So that that's what made the mob work, because you had all these hierarchical and people and people respected the hierarchy. I think you're missing. I think you're you missing my point. My point is, for you to sit down at the table, your organization had to be operating at a high level of efficiency. Because mm-hmm. if not, you would get knocked off. If not, mm-hmm. they were taking you over, and whoever took you over, if they were working on high level of efficiency, then you could sit down at the table. Yeah. Or in Am most cases... Am well, I correct? Or, or in most cases, like what you're talking about, the ones who may not be operating there would be annexed under another family. Okay. Annexed or taken over. My point is before we start talking unity, we need to be operating in excellence in our various communities. Okay. So let's bring it back to the gangs. All right. All right. So, uh, so here's the, okay. So let's, let's do this. I think what you're saying is in order for me to come to the round table of power and operating at, I guess you would say an elite level, I have to be able to bring value 
Bingo. to the table, to the dialogue. Yes. Okay. So if if I represent yeah, you don't want to unify those, with powerless people. Check. So right? I have to come. Okay, so let's say this. So you don't let's say unify we're all with the, weak people. Right. So so let's say we're all at this round table. Okay. Uh, my hey. value, yeah. So let's say my value okay. is agriculture. Okay. So you know, whether I'm producing certain crops or things, you know, things of that nature. Okay. Seco, yours may be in, you know, manufacturing, manufacturing and assembly, where you may take my raw materials and be able to convert them into, you know, whatever products that you want to put on the market. Okay. And then brother T, his is distribution. So now he's got a distribution system set up to get those products out into a larger arena. So all three of us come to the round table of power, bringing value. Uh, now, in my book, I refer to it as economic synergy. OK, OK, okay. Be be because what what you're what you were getting at, Seiko, is that if I'm sitting at the round table, I have to have something of value that benefits everyone and complements what everyone else is doing. Yes. OK, so I think and that's I think what you're getting at. Yeah. And that's the myth of unity we mm. think everybody gonna come we just want to get everybody some folk don't have the funds some folk didn't take a bath <laughs> some folk don't have the food you know what i'm saying mm. some folk don't have the transportation to get to wherever we're going to have this big event so we're not going to get everybody but what we can do is me and my house we mm. can operate in excellence right. you and your house operating excellence you mm -hmm. and your house operating excellence and then we can come together when we're operating in excellence mm -hmm. and i think too often in the myth of unity we just want to get everybody to get we just we, everybody can come in the problem is we bring in people that we have to carry right you know and that's yeah. one of the issues that i think that we need to address so when we talk about umoja unity to strive for and maintain unity in a family community nation the race it doesn't say just bring everybody in right there's an underlying thing about it needs to be strategic and there's levels to this thing mm -hmm. and if you're working on the family level and my team is working on the community level we can pray for you we can look out for you we can sit down and chat with you but you're not ready to sit down at our table Mm. So are we talking about unity still? Yes. Because what? how do we define unity again? What's the definition of it? <laughs> um, I'm using, well, I'm not using a definition of unity. What I was quoting was the transliteration, the Kwanzaa principle, Umoja, unity. No, I'm, I'm, asking, okay, I'm, asking, like, I'm asking, like, what is our definition of excellence you say operating excellence how do we define that or what and how do we define unity i think we have to start with what do these words mean right to people okay so you think we need to have an operational definition because, before we can expect yeah. people to act within that definition because when i think of the the general definition of unity right we, we're bringing in because what you were saying okay you can't come to the table until you're operating at the excellent 
at that level what what is what what is that level or what what's the definition of that operating excellence because you're gonna have again when you start putting adding politics to this stuff and bureaucracy you're gonna start having people who say hey i'm already here why can't i get at the table like what are there gonna be the requirements so it's like that gets complicated once we actually start talking about unified all these different diverse groups and if, we, if we're actually going off the definition of, of unity, meaning unifying, you know, all these different uh, groups of people, somebody's going to get left out, right? If, if we're talking about only letting people come to the table that are operating at excellence. That I see your point. I see your point, but I, I'm, I'm not going to move away from what I'm saying, because I do think that operating in excellence however like for instance i'm not a part of the more science temple mm-hmm. i think that the uh, prophet has defined what's operating in excellence for the msts mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. i would say that the um you know if you're looking at the baptist convention you know the baptists have defined what's operating in excellence mm-hmm. now for those of us who are involved in conscious thought, we may not have defined as well what operating in excellence is, but we could. All right, there's nothing stopping us from doing that. If 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 you're a follower of of uh you know the uh, indigenous movement and you identify as being indigenous, right? So you know then Dane Calloway and Tasha X, they can all pull together and come up with a really great definition of operating in excellence. And that might be getting some of your land back. You know, that might be getting... Uh, I will hope know, that getting... would be part of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying that if groups are operating and they're at their height, then we can really kind of come together to do some things. We might come together and hang out, like the cookout. You know, we might have everybody at the cookout, but some people brought food and some people didn't. Mm-hmm. Some people bring food, and you like, nah, Auntie Cheryl made that food. Ain't nobody eating that food except for Auntie Cheryl's family, right? Because mm-hmm. <laughs> Auntie Cheryl got some stuff crawling around in the house, right? Um, my point is, we can come together and have fun, but if we're coming together to do some strategic moves that are going to put us in a powerful position later on, if we're focused on empowerment, then I would say MST brothers and sisters. Work on excellence. Conscious brothers and sisters, work on excellence. Christian brothers, work on excellence. So when we come together, we can all bring something to the table with value, the same way Minister Zumbi was talking about. And I think too often we feel that everybody should just come along anytime. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, mean, I, I wouldn't definitely say everybody come at any time, but, but what, <clears throat> when I look at, you know, historically how groups have come together eventually a hierarchy is formed right there always is going to be some leaders there's going to be some followers right so when i talk about or when i think about uniting there, there always has to be one group or one person that still has to come to, to the ability to say hey this is the plan right there has to be that group. There has to be that person. There's, there's always been that person or that group that says, hey, 
this is the plan as diverse as we all are we still can do this thing if we do this 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 and this so you're saying that we have to have leaders i, I don't believe we need to have leaders I believe we can have codes and the leaders might develop the codes, but yeah, we're not so going to follow the leader. Well, we might, we, we need to develop the codes, but hmm. uh, for instance, if we look at it, we both are educators, mm-hmm. right? Each of our schools have principals. Each right. of our schools have assistant principals. Each of our schools have teachers, have mm-hmm. teachers assist. There's a hierarchy there, right? Right. Who designed the code? The school system, the administration, the, mm-hmm. the administration building, right? Mm-hmm. The leaders right. of the school system, right? 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 Are the leaders in the school system working with the students? It depends on what level you mean. When we have convocation, the administrators and the students are not all. It, everybody's not coming together. When we have uh, when we have our staff meetings, it's just the staff. When we have our uh, you know our um our kickoff meetings it's the staff and the students and you, you and know? you would say that's unified i'm saying that it's not unified though is it because that is unification in those sections but my <laughs> point is we're working on getting the students to a set of excellence and then above us would be the the school based leaders who are working to get the staff on a set of excellence mm-hmm. and above that are the um, headquarter people who are coming to make sure that the school-based leaders are working on a set of a level of excellence. Mm-hmm. And when we look at school systems in general, what we say these this this is a successful model. What we say is successful. Well, you know what? So maybe I shouldn't have used school system. Wrong. Yeah, that's wrong. <laughs> bad, bad example. Especially if we're going to talk about unity, the education system would be not not the way to go because yeah it's it's crazy in the education system especially in america so all right well, well shadow band says that leaders become a trigger word i agree with that bro yeah i, I think here's what here, here okay i'm gonna go back into history again okay when fidel castro was about ready to step down all right he had been in power for what 50 some odd years mm. the leadership model went from an individual el presidente to where it became i guess you would say a council the aristocracy yeah okay mm-hmm. so and and there was a similar thing going on in the nation of islam mm-hmm. where it's no longer built because that whole messianic leadership model has been rendered ineffective you know the old adage of cut off the head and the snake dies so what you have to do and and this is the one thing that i think i've been telling folks who want to create organizations don't make them built around people make them built around systems So when they're built around systems, no matter what happens to the leader, you've got a system in place to where you know what to do. Like if if you've ever watched the movie, The Spook Who Sat By The Door, you'll see Dan Freeman when he comes back 
and deals with his uh, street gang, the Cobras, he's giving them instructions about what happens if number one goes down, two, three, and four move up two grades. So there's a system in place. Mm -hmm. So there's organization in place. Okay. So I think part of our issue historically has been we have relied on a messianic leadership model. And we've seen what happens when you cut the head off. When Garvey got deported, what happened to the UNIA? Okay. When King got knocked off, what happened to SELC? Malcolm gets knocked off. What happens to the OAAU? Okay. So it has to be built around systems and a set of principles by which everybody can agree. Okay. Hmm. So, so I think that's, that's another thing is don't build your organizations around people or individuals. They have to be built around systems and principles. That's what they have to be built around. Yo, uh, Yo, I wanted to shout out some of the, the viewers, man. We have some dope viewers, man. Procedural protocol, stop, drop, and roll. You know what? I'm, when you were talking about what happened in Chicago, it actually, it really didn't happen in Chicago. It was a movie. <laughs> but in the movie, the spook that sat behind the door, there was some procedural protocols that the brother talked about. Elijah Muhammad did a good job, I guess, by pre preparing, you know, Minister Malcolm, and Minister Farrakhan to take over. And the NOI has done a pretty good job of that as well. Mm. Ooh. Yo, Shadow Band is saying some dope stuff tonight. Unalive the head, the body's dead. Interesting. Mm. All of our leaders were given to us. Now, that's an interesting point. That, that's a side point. So we may have to talk about that on a different show. Mm -hmm. Were... Give All of our leaders given to us by who? But and, most people and, say the white power structure. You know, mm -hmm. uh, most of would say that the FBI created Martin Luther King. You know, they would say the FBI created, you know, the intelligentsia and the white power circuit developed uh, Minister Malcolm, um, and they developed those leaders so they could kill those leaders in front of us, the same way that the slave masters beat and killed certain slaves in front of everybody else to get them in line. So I, I've heard that talk before, Napa. I've heard that before. I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I just, I've heard it before. So that's something we're going to have to chat about. But tonight we're talking about unity. Hmm. What were you going to say, Minister? Um, <clears throat> you know, and I, I go back to the top of the show when I talked about how whatever unity the unity has to be based, it has to be principally based and not only principally based, but a set of principles that will guide us to the end game. And I think in the case of African people, there's one or two end games, liberation or better treatment on the plantation. So when you talk about unity, <laughs> Okay, not everybody has the same end game. 
And I think that's something that we 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 seem to stumble upon is what is the end game? Okay, like for example, everybody talks about reparations, but everybody who's into reparations ain't necessarily into liberation. That's intriguing, yeah, because you know when we're dealing with reparations now. We have the uh, the new black media types, you know, the okay. Tariq Nasheeds, the Jason Blacks, the Professor Black Truths, mm. the uh, Tarian Unloaded, and the way that they're approaching things about reparations is is very different than the um, than the Yvette Carnells uh, and the Ados movement. You know, we got the foundational Black Americans, then you got ADOS, and then you have the groups like Encobra, and their mission, you know, the way they look at things are very different. Right. Um, so Encobra is like, we want reparations for everybody who was of African descent. Mm-hmm. You know, and ADOS is like, we need to really firmly distinguish, you know, those who are actually descendants of the enslaved in the United States of America. And foundational Black Americans are like, yeah, we need to distinguish between who was truly enslaved in the United States of America and who went through Jim Crow and who identified as Negro, Black, or colored on one of the U.S. censuses. So, you know, all three of them have different approaches. One is saying, yeah, we letting everybody in. The other was saying, hey, we letting a really tight margin in, and these are the people and I'm actually aligned with that with FBA. I'm kind of more aligned the way I look at reparations with the uh, the new black media groups. We're talking about it needs to be someone who can distinguish that they were related to a person who was enslaved in the United States of America, who also has ties to people who are here in, during Jim Crow, right? And who has identified with one of the terms that were earlier used you know, Negro, black, colored. Uh, those are the terms. If you meet those three criteria, then you would be eligible for reparations. You know, so I, I agree with that, but that's a totally different conversation. But you're saying that we have three different groups and possibly 10 others <laughs> who are not unified in what they're looking for and their outlook and their criteria. Right, because what, you know, and, and we're using reparations as an example here, Uh, what do you want? Do you want to get free or just get paid? And that's what I mean by there's no unified end game amongst these groups, you know? And and this was something that Brother Coakley uh, posed us back in 2001, where he says, you know, do you want to get paid or do you want to get free? He says, it's two different mindsets, two different conditions and two different outcomes. Okay, so part of that unity has to be what is the bottom line? And in our case, liberation or better treatment on the plantation. And there's really no middle ground in that. I would say that if you know, and this is going to have to be a different show on reparations. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) But if I'm being repaid for something. That's totally different than me working in my best um, communal communal interest. So liberation is working in my best communal interest to experience freedom without any type of oppression, right? I need to liberate myself, right? But 
the United States of America owes our ancestry. And we are those who are the beneficiaries. And I think that's very different. So when you say, do we want to get paid or do we want to be liberated? I think we might be dealing with two different things. Well, and, and the reason I bring it up that way is because everybody who's pushing for reparations, I said, okay, that's cool. But now what are we going to do when we get it? Do we have a blueprint in place to say, okay, when these, when these things come, all right, how will they help us economically? How will they help us in terms of developing uh, economic infrastructures in our communities to where we can be producers as opposed to consumers? How do we use those reparations to develop African-centered curriculums from pre-K to grad school? Bro, if I owe you some money, I don't need to have a perfect plan how I'm going to use that resource once you pay me back. You owe me some money. But I'm talking about internally <laughs> for us, okay? No, but but yeah. see, that's some of the junk that people are saying. Well, if we got reparations, we just want to spend it at the Mercedes-Benz dealer. If somebody owes you, it doesn't matter if you're conscious or not, you owe them. Now, I think that we should work on awakening the understanding, the financial uh, experience and the uh, wherewithal so once we have that windfall we can follow your 10-point plan as outlined in your you know your diatribe the gospel of afronomics theology mm -hmm. i'm not against that but i'm saying if you owe me money you owe me money mm -hmm. and i always ask the question the reparations is really on more than one level because i think we focus on the external reparations, but are we working on internal reparations? Because there are certain things that no amount of money can do to repair us. There are things that we can do amongst ourselves to repair ourselves. So are we doing internal reparations while you're fighting for external reparations? I would say yes. I would definitely say yeah. And you know what, uh, Tahid, I know you had something you wanted to pop in and say, but hmm. it's like this. If somebody beats you over the head and steals your money, right? There's some things that they have to do to do restitution. You know, they got to make sure they stop beating you over the head. They got to stop beating you over the head. And then they need to repay you for your damages and for your pain and suffering. All right. You, as a person who got hit over the head, also has to do some healing, may need to go to the therapy also needs to do some things so you can protect yourself better, whether that's self-defense or weaponry or both or, or security guards, you know, so there's always going to be work that we have to do and work that the oppress the former oppressor has to do. Hmm. And I think that there are institutions that are focusing on both. Hmm. Tahir, what were you going to say, bro? Uh, I was just, when he was, uh, when minister was talking about, um, do you want uh, liberation or do you want to get paid? And my answer would be, I want both, right? So, but the unification part component comes in. Let's say tomorrow, all of a sudden, the government announces, hey, we're going to pay reparations to all foundational Black Americans who can prove their genealogy, you know, starting in America, right? 
that would be a tremendous motivating factor, especially if, if they said, hey, but before we give you this money, you guys got to come together and, and come up with a 10 point plan or exactly how are you going to use the money? Right. Or not how you're going to use the money or 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 how how can we leverage this money in order to, you know, buy land and like like uh, the minister was saying, become producers as as opposed to consumers like I, the motivation, I think, for all these groups to unify would be there if, if, if that was the case, because we always talk about the bottom line and the bottom line is 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 it, it comes down to basically what kind of what kind of economic situation you're going to be in improving the economic situation and that the whole reparations idea if if that could be something that somehow we're able to pull off and and they say okay we're going to give you guys reparations i think that would definitely be a a, a motive a, a huge motivating factor to 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 get all these different groups to try to unify all right, so you're saying that we need to uh, have some reasons to unify. There always has to be reasons to unify. Otherwise, we're, we're going to, I mean, look at how we are now. What what reason do we have now to actually unify? I think we have a host of reasons to unify. Um, I think we have a whole host of reasons to unify. And I, I we can unify to make sure our neighborhoods are cleaner. I'm talking about something that people are gonna in mass gonna care about. Well, see, say, that's those, the that's the thing. Those though, are we talking about real unification, things that's gonna really unify these groups in mass. It's not gonna be cleaning up the community. I mean, see, it might be for be it might be for some. Uh, removing crime from the community might be another thing that we could all rally around. You know having better financial situations is something we can all rally around making sure that our our people are more protected you know because you know we've been dealing with some abuse from some other communities we could all rally around that you know um better drinking water in primarily melanated communities you know because we've we've dealt with blight and we've dealt with the government systems doing neglect you know so we could all rally behind there's a whole host of things we could rally behind I don't think we move anything unless we rally if the MST, if the Christian, if the Islam, if the conscious community, if the indigenous community, you know, if if, if we're working on the top of our game, then when we come together, we can really do some great things. But if if I come if me and you get together, you know, Tahid, and you know, I'm making Let's say I'm doing really well financially. You're doing very well financially. And Zumbi's not. Now, it's really not. That's not the truth. But I'm just using that as an example, right? <laughs> okay. Zumbi bought, Zumbi bought the stun on us. He was like, you know, let me show you my receipts. I, I, we, know you, we know you wealthy, bro. We know you wealthy. My point is, if Tahit and I were super wealthy, and if we let you in, we would have to lift you up before we could even get something done. Mm. So... I just think that we need to put some criteria and I would say each one of us. And so I'm not going to say anything negative about the indigenous brothers or mm-hmm. sisters. I'm not going to say anything bad about MST. Right. I'm not going to say anything else about, you know, brothers or sisters who can, you know, who consider themselves Moors. I'm not mm-hmm. going to say anything negative around the uh, people who come from Africa. 
You know, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say anything negative around the people who came from Trinidad and Tobago. I'm not gonna say anything negative against our brothers and sisters who come from DR, from PR, from Cuba, from mm-hmm. you know Santa Domingo, from Colombia. You know, um, you know, for, you know, name a place. I'm not gonna say negative anything negative about them. I'm just gonna make sure that me and mine work at our top level, and then when I see that, hey, they working at top level too. Now we can hook up. That that's my position, but I, I know Tahi, you say I'm wrong. <laughs> well, again, I, I want to go back to the definition of what, what unity is. Like the definite that the example you gave, say me, me and you, we're wealthy, right? Minister is not so wealthy. Are we going to say we can't unify with him, being that we know he has skills and and so many other attributes to bring to the table, even though he's not doing well financially? We saying we can't unify with him. No, of course we're gonna bring minister in, right? And, and lift him up. Why? I again, we can we can chew gum and 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 walk at the same time, right? We can be unified and still lift up our our, our the the people who aren't as well off as us. I think that can happen, right? Well, yeah, I'm okay. I, I don't deny that. I mean, because if we all are saying we want to lift up fallen humanity. Hmm. You know, we well, all are saying that we can all do that, but there's going to be some things that you and I could not get done until Zumbi is on the same level. Hmm. Well, I think it also goes back to exchange. Okay. And well, let me ask this. Okay. Has everybody in the hey, panel? Just read... What's that? Oh, okay. So has everybody on the panel read Think and Grow Rich? And the reason I'm asking is there's a specific chapter that I, talks about a mastermind alliance. Okay. Which which is apropos for what we're talking about here tonight. And in this mastermind alliance, everybody who's at the round table has something of value, whether it's capital, whether it's uh, a knowledge base in a specific field. Okay. So it's really about an exchange of value. Okay. Like I said, I may not have as much capital as other cats, but there's other, there's other forms of value that I bring that they may not have. But the thing is, is that value going to be respected? And I think what's going to be respected at that round table is your pocketbook, not not your knowledge, not 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 the other wealth of skills you might be able to bring. Right. At the end of the day, the bottom line is your pocketbook. Well, I disagree. And I'll tell you, I disagree, too. I disagree, too. Here's why I say, okay, let's say everybody's at the round table. I'm a CPA. All right. If I come to the round table. And I show everybody at the round table how you can, I can show you how to use certain types of corporations and trusts to where you can reduce your tax bill. Pocketbook. <laughs> but, but, but what I'm saying is, is that I'm, I'm developing a system for them to use. They don't yeah. know that. 
me being a CPA, I show them how they can save money and keep more money in their pockets legally. Again, they were going to respect you because you can help them their pocketbook. I'm talking but, about. But I'm talking about. But but what we're talking about is an exchange of value. Yeah, it was was valuable to people. No, okay, but okay, I think what, how to save tax money or the person that can show them tell them the history about Africa. Who they gonna? But what, but what, but what, okay, <laughs> they but what they're getting, a pocketbook man. I'm telling you. But 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 see, when you do that, you denigrate other forms of capital, not just money. It's already been it's already been done. That's what I'm trying to say. How can we unify people in this already denigrated view of what value is? Because how do we change what people think is valuable? That's the person, the group that will have the ability to unify all these diverse groups. That person, that group who can change well, how people think about value. Well, let's go back. We don't need mass movements anymore. Okay. Mass movements don't work. I like to think in terms of SEAL team groups because if you operate that way, okay, everybody is on the same mission. Everybody understands what needs to be done and they're organized. I mean, let's take a, let's say a specific group that makes up maybe less than 3% of the U.S. population, but look at through their organization as well as their unity based on historical experience and everything else, look at how they're able to go in and dominate medicine, law, media, um, education, etc. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so you don't have to have a mass movement in order to go out and dominate in certain industries. All you need is i never said that by the way i was talking about <laughs> no but i'm saying but the but, but the way it was but the way it was was presented as if you leaders need to have a mass movement no i never said mass or or movement in my statement what i said was the group or the person that has the ability to change what we say is valuable i didn't say a movement or anything i'm talking about a group a small aristocracy or even one person, whoever has the ability to do that. Historically, when we look at people who have been able to change how people look at things, right? It's a small group. And it, it, it grows into a mass movement, but it always starts out with that small group or that one person that say, hey, this man who has the knowledge is just as valuable as this man with, with the gold. Well, you know what's interesting? Um well, first of all, I want to salute Wayne Bryant and everyone else who's been tapping in with us tonight with your comments. Hey, we love you. We love you for that, right? Um, second thing I want to tap into very quickly is Minister Zumbi brought up a community which will remain nameless, mm -hmm. so we won't get banned on YouTube, right? All right. The thing about that specific community is everybody in the community who benefits from being part of that community aren't decision makers so if you go into that temple mm -hmm. there are certain people in that temple who come together who are operating on the top of their game for their particular subset of the community mm -hmm. who get together and they have that commission meeting 
and everybody else from the people who were involved in those commission meetings to those who just show up on Saturdays and Fridays benefits, but everybody's not involved. It's not a total unification. It's not a total unification. And that's what I've been saying all along that we don't need to have everybody. We need to have groups that operate in excellence and you can define excellence any way we want to. Each group is going to define it a little differently, but if we have people working to excellence, then we can have the representatives from those particular communities to come together and we can address some of our common issues. Yeah. That's my thought. That's yeah. my thought. So it's, it's really what um, I guess what you would call a synergy. Okay. Where part of this unity for lack of a better term, how does each individual complement other individuals within there? And then what value does that individual bring to the collective? Okay. So I think those two questions have to be on the table. Like I said, you can't just come to the table and say, oh, I'm just happy to be here. All right. Because We've seen that movie before. <laughs> yes, okay. we have. Where where we get Negroes who come to the round table and are nothing but pets and mascots and offer comic relief. But you offer nothing to get in exchange for. So if I know my people need something, what do I have of value that can be exchanged at the round table? Wow. Offering comic relief. That's that's an interesting way of putting things, bro. Hey, Tahid, have you ever been cussed out by a parent? Uh, yes. Yeah, I I had a parent curse me out um about a month ago, and I just sat there. And when they finished, I clapped, and they're like, you know, what the f are you doing? I'm like, what you just did changed nothing. Yeah, you might feel better. You might feel so much better. All these people who just watched what happened, they're like, ooh, you told you said so and so, you know, but nothing has changed. As a matter of fact, you just made the situation better. I mean, worse. You know, not for me. My situation hasn't changed. But you just made the situation worse for you and the student that you represent. And so they had a whole lot of comic relief. A whole lot of showmanship, you know, that parent, you know, that parent gave me the business, you know, and, you know, all the kids are like, Ooh, but nothing changed mm-hmm. for me. So yeah, things got worse for the child. Yeah. So, so I think, I mean, it's, it's fantastical. I think sometimes when we talk about black unity, because pretty much, us talking right now i think it's pretty clear like total unit total unity is probably something that's we need to work towards it's a myth i i I will i would prefer changing that to let's start with maybe black symbiosis right start start symbiotic relationships with these groups like like you said this guy has agriculture this guy has manufacturing this guy 
is is excellent with distribution and, and start with those symbiotic relationships where everybody is a working part and then together we benefit right and then once people start seeing how beneficial the symbiotic relationship becomes then that's when you start seeing people fall into place but the whole idea of like black unification um particularly in america well really anywhere in the world you know at this point in, in time I, I, we're, we're just too diverse but if we can get groups groups symbiotically working together working together that grows into a unification i think but we have to start with some kind of symbiosis i believe all right let's do this let's do a lightning round because we've gone over an hour and i normally try to do these around 45 minutes mm -hmm. uh minister zumi you like your 45 minutes <laughs> you know your your power almost an hour um mm -hmm. all right let's let's give everybody two minutes to wrap up and then we'll close this baby um mm -hmm. who wants to go first Tahid, your last thoughts, man. I'm gonna give you two minutes. All my, right. My my last thoughts again were, were pretty was pretty much a reiteration of what I just said. Um, um instead of kind of trying to focus on black unity, I, I think that's just kind of become a popularized term. But reaching that goal, I, I feel like is one of those things where we should more so concentrate on uh symbiotic relationship. I, like I said, black symbiosis, where you have groups that are strong and excellent in certain fields of human endeavor and those groups come together to create a huge working body uh, when, I, when I explain it to my students I, I always talk about the transformers and how all the different smaller transformers came together to create Megatron and he was invincible and I feel like if, if we can start uh, thinking in a symbiotic way where yes I might have to give up something on the, on the front end but I know because I have Mr. Zumbi and I got Seiko who's going to be uh complimenting in, in the areas that I'm weak on the at the at the end I'm gonna come out better bigger and better and and I think that line of thinking would make us uh be more progressive you know f going towards the whole unification idea all right good I'll go second and we'll let uh Minister Zumbi wrap everything up I agree with you Tahid I also think that within our particular areas, our particular groups, we should work to really heighten our ability to change and impact our community and our community members to the highest degree that we can. So that might mean like what the NOI was doing. The NOI had their own doctors. The NOI had their own lawyers. The NOI had their own restaurants. The NOI had their own um, counselors, you know, so we can use that as an example where, you know, the MST, MST should have their own doctors, lawyers, counselors, um, salespeople, you know, real estate developers, you know, Christian groups should have that. You know, I would love to see every church having a, a, a collective where you can go there and get everything done that you need done. And once we work at our high level, we can come together and then we can really make some changes. It's interesting. Our uh, countdown clock is not working. <laughs> so I'm going to get rid of that. Minister Zumbi, last words, bro. For me, everything begins with principle. Okay. 
whatever you want to call it, symbiosis, synergy, unity, it has to be built on principle and not photo ops. There has to be a clearly defined end game that everybody agrees upon. Okay. Value. Whoever comes to the round table and whatever group or school of thought you represent, what value do you bring and how do you complement everyone else that's there? Okay. So for me, it's principle, it's synergy, it's clearly defined in game and it's value. And I'll leave it there. All right. Well, um, and, and interestingly enough, this time the countdown clock seemed to be working. No, it stopped. So it says <laughs> two minutes, but it's really one minute. I want to go through our last comments. Uh, Napa find out says, find what group you belong to. Hey, I agree with that. <clears throat> I think we all agree with that, you know, represent who you represent. And Napa said, I think, I think of the round table, like the justice league, even Superman needed help. I say that. I say that Wayne Bryant says with every group and people are subject to error, science and new opportunity should be how we direct our purpose. Yo, we, we thank you. and really thankful for everybody who tapped in with their thoughts tonight. You know, this show, we were just having a conversation around the myths of unity, the unity myths. Uh, mm-hmm. it, it was kind of led by tonight is the first night of Kwanzaa, which is uh Umoja unity to strive for and maintain unity in the family community nation and race but we wanted to dig a lot deeper than just simplistic unity and i think we've walked away with some ideas that you know everybody's gonna be like hey taheed was on it and other people gonna be like yo seiko was on it or others gonna be like yo zumbi was on it that's cool i think that's cool i think that's cool i think that's growth and our last comment for tonight not fake reparations when they should be paying taxes since proof of genia. All right, uh, ZV. <laughs> I love your comment. I'm not sure what to do with it tonight. Uh, we did talk about reparations, so that's probably what ZV's talking about. Maybe mm. we should do that in a uh, in a in a forthcoming conversation. Deal with reparations. Mm. Okay. All right. With that being said, you know what I want to say? Drink your water. Hey. <laughs>